you know, it's good to see everyone who's, who's here. And uh, there's some more people coming uh, in just now. We'll maybe just begin uh, with a hymn, uh, which will come up on the screen. Oh Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hand hath made. And so we'll maybe rise, if convenient, uh, to sing this hymn through.
Now, it's good to see everyone uh, who's been able to, to come uh, tonight. It's, it's great to be able to look back at uh, the camps of last year and, of course, uh, look forward as well to uh, this year, uh, God willing. Uh, we're going to be singing some more hymns and uh, singing some choruses uh, later on. We'll be, uh, we're very glad to have Kevin Binney with us. We'll be giving the, the Bible talk um, le- uh, later on as well. And then, of course, we'll have the film, which I know you're, uh, I'm sure, looking forward to. And then afterwards, we'll have refreshments downstairs. So if you can stay, then, then please do so. And uh, we'll have a time of, of fellowship uh, downstairs. Um, the, the evening is being recorded by Gospel for Grampian uh, Radio. And um, you can uh, listen to that online. And there's a, a schedule, a program schedule downstairs if you want to, want to see more about what they do. Um, Now, I'll maybe just ask uh, Paul to uh, come up and open our uh, time in prayer. Let's bow before the Lord and let's pray. Our God, we give thanks indeed that we can be here this evening and think how you sent your your son to die. And we could sing those words, I scarce can take it in, that God, his son, not sparing. But our day, our God, today we give thanks indeed that there are a God who is rich in grace towards each and every one of us. And you indeed sent your beloved son into the world to take the punishment for sin, that whoever trusts in him may have forgiveness of sin and eternal life. No wonder the psalmist then could say, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. And Father, we want to come to you tonight with thanksgiving in our hearts. Thanksgiving for your goodness towards us in years past, but especially as we reflect on the camps that have taken place. And your goodness, Father, in allowing these to happen, and your goodness in blessing them through the preaching of your word and the work of the Holy Spirit in the lives of people at camp. And in your will, Father, we'll look forward to camps in this coming year. And our prayer would be truly that we might know your hand of blessing in the salvation of precious souls for whom Christ died, and the strengthening and encouraging of your people, they might live godly in this present evil age. And we pray tonight, Lord, that everything done will bring honor and glory to your name, and the name of Jesus will be lifted up. We ask these things and give thanks in his name. Amen. Thanks, Paul. Now, we're going to sing another hymn uh, just now that will come up on the screen, uh, another one that is um, sung often at it's in your camp, uh, yet not I, what gift of grace is Jesus my Redeemer. So again, if convenient, we'll rise to sing the whole of this hymn.
good singing. Um, now we're going to do some choruses uh, from juniors. Now I'm looking for some helpers to help with the actions. Maybe if you have been to juniors uh, recently in the last 60 years, you can uh, come up and help with the choruses. Who wants to come and help? There's, yes, up you come. If you want, if you, come on up if you want to come up. Come on up. Yes, come on up. Uh, if you want to, you can come. If you don't want to, you're still coming. Up we come. I could do with some more. There's a lots of folk here. And you, maybe, you could, maybe you guys could stand in the middle. Why don't you stand, stand over here? Stand to my right. My left now. There we go. Any more? Excellent. Glad to see some people have put some effort into the occasion. There we go. Right, the first one that we're going to do, Jesus is the rock. I was going to get the, the Jack to do the, do the actions, but he decided to play the guitar instead, so fair enough. Jesus is the rock of my salvation. His banner over me is love. We're stuck. We're not starting. All right, we'll, skip. we'll go on to the next one. If you look up over there, you see the monitor. You see what, what chorus is coming next. Okay, a little, little trick, trick for you. Okay, the next one. Anyone else want to join us? You have to stay. Anyone else want to join us? Yes, come on, come on. You see how easy it is. And James wants to come up. Good. Very pleased. Right. He made the stars to shine. Let's sing this one through.
good. The next one, uh, Wide, Wide as the Ocean. Good. Next one, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Final uh, chorus, uh, he that believeth hath everlasting life. Excellent, very good. Right, take a seat. Thank you so much for your help. Much appreciated. Save me up here by myself. Thank you, good singing. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's great to be able to do those choruses with great truths. Now, the, the most important thing of, of camp, obviously, is, is, is the Bible. Uh, the Bible talks are the, uh, the highlight. Um, and the most important thing, we have uh, talks each day, twice a day. Uh, we have dorm discussions as well, where we seek to, um, where the word of God is preached and, and discussed in the dorms as well. And so this evening, uh, we're very pleased to have Kevin with us, uh, and he's going to come just now and present God's word to us. <clears throat> well, good evening, everybody. Nice to see you. It's a real joy to be with you at Camp Reunion. So encouraging to see so many young folks uh, who've been to camp, and also so many young leaders who have served at camp. And uh, I know that camp has played such an important role in many people's journey uh, coming to faith in Jesus Christ and also in their walk with God. So it's a, a, real, a real joy to be here tonight. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, next Sunday, a week tomorrow, is 
Mother's Day. So I'm giving you advance warning, no excuses next, next Sunday. Uh, get, get the presents bought for your, for your mom. So with that in mind, I wonder if you can guess what I'm going to speak about tonight. That's right, I'm going to speak about fathers. So tonight I want to think about God as our Father. And I want to think about the kind of Father that God is. And to do that, uh, I'm going to look at a famous story that Jesus told about a father and his two sons. You might know the story better as the parable of the prodigal son, but tonight I want to focus on the father in the story. Now, growing up with a good father is a real blessing in life. Sadly, not everyone enjoys that blessing, and often we don't appreciate our fathers until maybe later on in our lives. Uh, maybe it's when we, we grow up ourselves and, and become fathers, and then we look back and we appreciate the role of uh, our father in our lives. But I'm thankful I, I had a good father growing up, and I've still, still got him. Yes, there were times when he embarrassed me, like the time he came to watch me play football for the school team, and he ended up getting sent off, red-carded by the referee, and all my teammates were saying, Vinny, is that your dad? Afraid so. And yes, there were times when I was scared of him, when I had been naughty or misbehaved, and my mom would say, wait till your dad gets home. Or, or maybe the occasion when I borrowed his car when I was a little bit older and didn't tell him that I'd borrowed the car and suddenly thought I was Lewis Hamilton and ended up parking his car in someone's garden, having crashed through their garden wall first. And I was scared to see my dad later on that night. But growing up, I knew I had a father who loved me and a father who encouraged me and a father who supported me. And that was a wonderful, it is a wonderful blessing in life. But there is an even greater blessing in life. And that is to know God as your heavenly father. What kind of father is God? Well, Jesus was a master storyteller. And when Jesus told a story, it was always uh, to teach us a very important lesson. And, and Jesus told a wonderful story in Luke chapter 15 about a father and his two sons. And the father in this story is really a picture of God. And we learn in this story what kind of father God is. So let's just read the story together. It's, the verses are, are on the screen. So this is Luke chapter 15, and I'm going to read from verse 11, and this is what Jesus said. There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me, give me, give me the share of property that is coming to me. Let's just pause there and think about 
what this younger son asked of his dad, his father. He was asking his father for his share of his inheritance now. And that was an outrageous thing to ask for. Why? Because he could only ever get his inheritance once his father was dead. And so his father would need to die first before he could get his inheritance. So here is a son in this story who wants his father's things, he wants his father's wealth, but he doesn't actually want his father himself. And in asking for his inheritance now, he was effectively wishing that his father was dead. The things that his father had were more important to him than his relationship with his father. Now, this must have broken his father's heart to understand that his son didn't want a relationship with him, that his son wanted to leave him and to live without him, that his son wanted his freedom, his independence to live as he pleased without any interference from his father. And you know what this is? This is actually a really powerful picture of what sin is. Because sin at its very root is when we reject God as our Father. Like the younger son, we want to live without him. We want freedom to live and do as we please, and we want all the blessings that God can give us, but we don't want God himself. We reject God as our Father. What did the father do in this story? Now, his response, the father's response, is just as shocking and outrageous as the son's demand. What do we read? And he divided his property between them. He gave him his inheritance. Normally, he would have had to have waited for his father to die, but this father gave him his inheritance. He actually gave both sons his inheritance. The younger son probably got his inheritance in cash. That would have meant the father would have had to reorganize all his property and maybe, maybe sell some property, some land to give the younger son his share. Now, here's our first lesson about the kind of father God is. He is the most generous Father that you will ever encounter. This father in the story was prepared to give all that he had to his sons. Neither of his sons cared for him, not just the younger son, even the older son didn't care for his father. Now, we learn from the Bible that God as a father was prepared to give everything. He was prepared to give all that he had to save us. We read in the Bible, the father sent his son, Jesus, to be the savior of the world. 
John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only son. He gave everything he had. That whoever believes in him, in Jesus, should not perish but have everlasting life. God is a father who gave everything to save us. He gave his son, Jesus Christ, to the cross to save us. He is a generous father. What happened next? Well, let's read the next verses. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into the fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. So off the son went with his share of the inheritance, and he wasted everything that his father had given him, everything that his father had worked for, his share of it, he spent the lot. And he discovered that life without his father was a bitter experience. He found himself alone, ashamed, unclean, living in squalor, and at the risk of starving to death. Let's read on. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. When he came to himself, what does that mean? When he reached rock bottom, when he realized his sin in turning his back on his father, he decided to go back home to his father and to tell him, Father, I've sinned against you. And he even hatches a plan. He even prepares a speech to tell his father, which he rehearses. He's going to tell his father, not only have I sinned against you, but I'm going to pay you back. Treat me as one of your hired servants. I'll earn my way back into relationship with you. That's his plan. And so he goes back to face his father. What kind of reception will the father give him? Well, we read this in verse, verse 20. He arose and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. When he was a long way off, his father 
saw him. What does that tell us about the heart of this father for his son? It tells us this, that his father had been looking for him. His father had been longing for his son to come back to him. He had been scanning the horizon in the hope that one day he would see his son as a little blip on that horizon coming towards him. And when he saw him, his heart leapt. He felt compassion. Think about all the hurt, all the pain that this son had caused his father. The mess he had made of his life. He had squandered everything, spent everything his father had given him wasted it all. But yet in his heart, this father has nothing but love. There is no anger. Most fathers at that time would have beaten this son. They would have thrown him off the property. They would have disowned him. But this father welcomed him back. He ran and embraced him and kissed him. You know, it reminded me of a story that I heard a long time ago from a, a, a pastor that I was listening to. And this pastor was at the airport. He was waiting to board a short flight, and he was at the departure gate in the airport, and there was a little girl. Uh, he described her as um, all, all fluffy dress, pigtails, and ribbons. And she was dancing around the, the chairs at the airport gate, and she was, she was singing, I'm going to see Daddy, I'm going to see Daddy. So she was going to travel to meet her father, her daddy. So the, pa the pastor got on the flight, and sitting opposite him was this little girl and her mom. And she was still singing, I'm going to see Daddy. And the pastor said she was so annoyingly cute that he wanted to change seat immediately. Well, the short flight started, and they began to serve cookies and drinks. And this little girl started eating cookies and drinking Coca-Cola. And every time the, the air steward passed, uh, passed the seat in the aisle, uh, she would take a cookie and a drink of Coke. And she took another cookie, and another drink of co Coke, and another cookie, and another drink of Coke, until the pastor lost count of how many cookies she had eaten and how many Cokes she had drunk. Then the flight hit turbulence, bad turbulence. And there was an explosion from this little girl, an eruption like a cookie volcano, and she vomited all those cookies and all that coke over herself and her poor mom sitting beside her. And what had been a picture of cuteness was now a filthy, smelly mess of partially digested cookies and coke. The pastor now couldn't wait to get off the flight, but still she sang. I'm going to see Daddy. Plane landed. The pastor got off the plane, and walking through the airport, he noticed this man wearing a pristine white shirt and flannel trousers, 
and he knew exactly who this was. It was Daddy. And so he thought to himself, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick around here. I, I've got to see this. I've, I've got to see Daddy's reaction to little old vomit face when she, she comes running up. And so sure enough, the little girl appeared running to her daddy, covered in cookie and coke sick, smelling like a toilet. And what did daddy do? He just swept her up in his arms and kissed her. And the pastor thought, what a father this is. What a mess she is. But what a welcome the father, daddy, gave her. No matter how much of a mess his child was in, he still loved her all the same. It's just like our heavenly father. When we make a mess of things, he is ready to welcome us home. He is ready to sweep us up in his arms. Just like the father in the story that Jesus told in Luke chapter 15, God is a generous father. God is a longing father. He's waiting and he's looking for you to come to him. And he's a loving father. What a welcome God gives those who come home to him even those who have made such a mess, those who uh, come home and say, I have sinned. And my final point, he's a gracious father. What does that mean? Well, we see it in the story. Verse 21, the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. You remember he had rehearsed his speech? There was more to his speech than what he actually said. He was going to tell his father, I'm going to work for you. I'm going to pay off the debt. Treat me as one of your hired servants. That was the full speech. But he doesn't get that far. His father doesn't let him get that far. The father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to celebrate. You see, for this father, there is no thought of his son working to pay off his debt because he could never do it. No, this father restores him to his former status as a son, and it is all by his grace. It is all out of the loving heart of the father. The son contributes nothing, and that's grace. And he doesn't deserve to be treated this way. He should have been punished, right? 
He said himself, I, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. He wished his father was dead, but his father doesn't treat him as he deserved to be treated. That's grace. And he gives him the best robe, and he gives him the family ring. And these are emblems that he has been restored to sonship. And he's welcomed back into the family as a son, not as a servant, not as a worker, but as a son, and that's grace. And it was the happiest day of this father's life. God is a gracious father. Now, I wonder if there's anyone here tonight, and you've made a mess of your life, Or maybe you've turned your back on God as your father. Maybe you've wandered away from him. Jesus says in this story, come home. Come home to the father. You know, there's another son in this story, and we're not going to read about him, but he stayed at home. And he didn't make a mess of his life, but he didn't love his father either. All he wanted was his father's things. He didn't want a relationship with his father. And he's angry in the story. And he didn't respect his father. And he just was concerned about his inheritance getting smaller. The point is this. Whether we've made a mess of our life in a catastrophic way, or whether we've just stayed at home like the other son, we all need to come home because of our sin. We all need to come home to the Father. He's a loving, gracious Father. He doesn't treat us as we deserve to be treated. And we can never pay off our debt of sin. That's why God gave everything He had. That's why He gave Jesus to the cross. That if you trust in Jesus Christ, God forgives your sin, and God welcomes you home into his family as a son. And the message of the story Jesus told in Luke 15 is, come home. Come home to the Father. Come home and tell him, Father, I've sinned. You know, some people did that when they were at camp. They decided to come home to God. They, they heard the, the, the story of the Father's love. They heard the story of Jesus on the cross, the Father's Son. They heard the story of their sin and how they had rejected God as their Father, and they decided to come home. I wonder if there's anybody here. You've not made that decision yet, but maybe now you'll decide to come home. Come home to the Father and learn how gracious and loving a father he is. God bless you. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you for that, Kevin. We're going to sing another hymn just now. So let's rise if convenient, and we'll sing, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer, greatest treasure of my longing soul. Let's stand after the introduction.
great singing again. Thank you. Um, now it's time for the, the film. Uh, I know many will be looking forward to this part. And um, we will watch that just now. Welcome to the CYC Camp Reunion, looking back at camps in 2023. On your marks, ready, I just said go! For over 70 years now, young people from all over the northeast of Scotland and beyond have enjoyed the fun holidays at CYC camps, where they experience interactive sports, team activities, day trips, and the company of other young folk in a Christian environment. Father, we uh, come before you at the end of this evening. We give you our thanks uh, that we've been able to be here uh, to sing praises uh, of your uh, goodness, your grace. Father, we uh, think of the, uh, the word which was your word, which was, was read and spoken from. And Father, we pray that you might speak to us this evening uh, through that. We give you thanks for the work of camp. We give you thanks for many years of blessing for uh, even just last year, um, to see your hand of blessing upon us, and we pray in your will that that might be the same again this year. Father, we give you thanks for the privilege, uh, the opportunity to, to run these camps, and we pray that you would bless us again this year as we seek to do so. Father, we give you thanks for each uh, one who is here this evening. We, might, we would just pray that we might all know uh, the Savior uh, as uh, our Savior, that we might all know you as our uh, Heavenly Father, and so we pray uh, for this this evening. We give you thanks for uh, the refreshments which we're about to uh, receive. We, we, we know that all good things come from your hand and we just would pray that you would bless it to us again this evening for your goodness to us and for all these things, Father. We come before you, we give our thanks in your son's holy and precious name. Amen. <laughs> 